everybody. This is the Let's Talk podcast, hosted by Ira Warren, a facilitator and coach with Vistage Worldwide. In each episode, Ira shares with you over 40 years of successful business leadership and his driving passion to enhance the lives of CEOs throughout Long Island using the Vistage Peer Advisory Model. Here's this week's show. I'm so very happy today to have as my guest, Alan Scheinwald. Alan is a successful businessman with a diverse background and experience. Although educated as a CPA, Alan is the former owner of Ned Stevens Gutter Cleaning in Long Island. He is also a former Vistage member and a business associate whose attention to detail in running a business I've always admired. Yet more importantly, someone who I and many others can call a friend. Alan, welcome to Let's Talk. Hello, Ira. Thank you for having me today. Uh, I'm extremely excited to be here. And um, it's my first podcast. So thank you. Great. Well, let's start talking a little bit about your experience. Let's go back to 1999. You were a successful tax manager at Markham LLP about three years at that point, and you become, became involved in the entrepreneurial world of residential home maintenance. What led you to that transition from the world of accounting? It's a great question, Ira. It happened to be that um, at that time I was working incredibly long hours. Uh, I was young. I was not married yet, no children in a home to get to. So putting in very long hours. Um, and, uh, I just happened to be one night I was in the office late and I came across a memorandum from the managing partner, uh, soliciting interest in the, in the firm. And, um, that got me thinking, am I really in control of my own destiny here? Uh, and that was the spur that started me off on my quest for uh, looking for something where I can be in a little bit more control of my own future. Having said that, I then called around a few people, a few friends, a couple fraternity brothers, and um, landed on one of my fraternity brothers that was working for Ned Stevens Gutter Cleaning for several years at that point in New Jersey. And he said, how's the gutter business in Long Island? And I said, what are gutters? And that that started my quest. Well, you know, one of the things that I always were impressed when I visited your operation was really the amount of automating that you did in the day-to-day operations. And I always admired how you incorporated the new technologies into the operation as you paid attention to the very smallest of details. Could you say something more about how how you thought of that and how you went about doing it? Surely. So it was a combination of things, but certainly my schooling and my background prior to starting the business was the main um, the main reason for me thinking outside the box in terms of how a blue collar business should be run. So when I worked worked for Ernst and Young and I worked for Markham, they were constantly introducing new technologies. To the point where, of course, all employees get annoyed and upset because they've got to learn something new. But clearly, at the end, there was typically, almost always, a better outcome, much more efficient, much more advanced, um, and and usually improved various processes. In addition to that, one day I was standing in my office and I see 
and the FedEx guy happened to walk in and he's got his handheld device. And I started talking to him and I said, where does that, what does that do? And, and what does it do for the firm? And what does it do? What does it capture? And lo and behold, an hour later, I'm talking to the FedEx guy and he, and, and he says, you know, the one thing it does do as well is let them know when I'm in one place for too long. So I have to go. And I said, wow. So when my guys are sitting at 7-Eleven for too long, I could be made aware of that. And, I, and that started my, my interest in realizing or, or researching how to better a blue-collar business from a white-collar perspective. Well, you know, the interesting thing is I recall, um, as, you know, in full disclosure, I needed some gutters. And, of course, I called you um, and was just so impressed with how the, your your technicians actually work with the technology, showing, you know, problems that existed on the side of my house that I wasn't aware of. And, of course, it, it just really enhanced, you know, my perspective of Ned Stevens, as well as you as the person who created all that. And I'm sure that must have done amazing things for, you know, your business as far as um, how you really service your clients. Well, I think, Ira, in regards to that, I think a major component of being successful in almost anything anyone does is the level of attention to detail. Unfortunately, too many people often have this big picture idea of how to get things done or how to do things, and, and a lot gets lost on the way there. Um, and coming from my background as a CPA, everyone knows that 99 cents is very different than a dollar. So it's a, it's a tiny detail of one penny, but it can make an incredible difference. So when I created my business and all through it, as I trained my techs, as I would train the people in the office, um, it was very important to me that things got done in a certain way and, and that the focus was always for the attention to detail, especially when you're customer facing. So when my techs are with the customer or when my people in the office were answering the phones, it was incredibly important to me that everything be done in a certain way um, to establish that 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 methodology of, of, of attention to detail and carrying it through the entire organization. Well, you talk about the things you've done and how you grew the business. You know, one of the things you were a Vistage member, of course, which is how I met you, and you were a Vistage member for many years. I'm curious, how did that impact you and your life and your business? Well, Vistage was an incredible experience for me. Um, many, many business owners, uh, small, small to medium-sized business owners would probably agree with me that oftentimes, no matter how many people you have working uh, with you, uh, for you, being the owner or being at the top could be a very, very lonely place um, very oftentimes. And joining Vistage allowed me to realize that uh, I could surround myself by like-minded people, other business owners, other C-level uh, men and women that are in the uh, small business world alongside me. And the Vistage experience gave me the ability to see that I'm not the only one going through whatever problem it is I have today. I have, you know, joining Vistage allowed me to uh, play off of the knowledge and experience of all the other members at the meetings, at the conferences, 
Uh, and, and it made me realize that uh, the depth of knowledge that could be available to someone by being in a group like a Vistage is, is uh, you can't even place a financial uh, uh, dollar on that because it's just, it's, first of all, it's never ending, truly, because it just keeps going and going. More members, who different members know. I mean, six uh, degrees of separation is always there. So uh, I would advise everyone that's in business for themselves to consider uh, reaching out and, and, and getting into a group like a Vistage uh, because the, the, the benefits really, really do come forth and they come forth quickly. Um, and that was a great, a great assistance to me in many ways, not just operating my business, but when it came time to sell, it was very, very helpful to be in the room with some guys who have sold businesses, some guys who have bought businesses, um, and other members who have done incredible things. And you just, make a statement or tell the group what you're looking to do and the amount of knowledge that comes back to you it far outweighs whatever the cost is of being in the group um so i would advise everyone to never think that you have to go it alone when there are groups like vistage out there we'll be right back to hear more from alan chinewall vistage is where leaders learn and grow help CEOs and business owners grow their business through executive coaching and peer advisory groups. Ready to succeed at a whole new level? Learn more at irawarren.com. Well, you have quite a bit of experience, well over 20 years in the service industry. Um, I would think you'd have a unique perspective to offer other business owners on tackling issues. Uh, what advice could you give to someone running a business in today's challenging environment? Uh, it certainly is an extremely challenging environment, especially for small businesses and especially for service businesses. Uh, for a variety of reasons, the average customer has come to expect a very, very high level of service and, uh, and a very, very high level of remediation when things go wrong or don't go exactly as planned. And you need to have a process to deal with that. Uh, different locations have different levels of customers and different types of people live, live in different areas. So not everyone you service is going to be the same everywhere you go. But you should get an understanding of who your customers are. And you should absolutely have pre-established policies and procedures in place to deal with issues when they arise including methods of escalation. Uh, when, when the standard uh, person who answers the phone in your company is really not suited to, to deal with that issue, is there a process in place to deal with uh, the issue beyond the first level of person that answers the phones um, in the business? So that was very important for me for having pre-established processes that everyone in the company is aware of. Even if you don't deal with it, you know who does. And that was always very important. Yeah, interesting. In looking back, is there anything you would have done differently in terms of managing or growing? Oh, that? my God. Uh, I would have done many things. You know, even if you could say, oh, you were so successful, why would you change anything? Because you could always be more successful, because you could always do better. Um, and, yes, there's a lot of things I would have changed. I'll give you the number one thing that I would have changed, which I would, which I should have changed way earlier, 
in my in in my career and in my in my uh, in building the business. And that was, and it's not it's not my idea. I'm not a genius. This is something I read, but it resonated with me incredibly. And that is be slow to hire and be fast to fire. And I wish I would have gotten that uh, advice early on. And I wish I would have been strong enough to follow that advice early on and implement that into my business. I was oftentimes too complacent, too nice, uh, and sometimes too caring uh, from a business perspective. And, um, and if I had to go about it and do it all over again, that is absolutely one of the first things that I would implement uh, in terms of changes. You know, it, it's funny how often we hear that advice and how long it takes so many of us, me included, to, to you know, institute it and, and make it part of how we operate. Um, but let's, uh, let's jump ahead. It's now 2022, 23 years after you made that decision. And now your decision is to sell the business. And your situation is, is quite unique in the fact that the buyer was the parent company that you already were servicing. What were the unexpected challenges or surprises? And what was the process like for you? So you're, you're correct in that it was a, a little bit more unique than the standard, let's put the business through a process and put it up for sale. Uh, because I had a licensing arrangement, with Ned Stevens, and my licensing arrangement was uh, confined to a geographical area. There were some unique challenges in uh, in in evaluating the company based on traditional traditional valuation methods, uh, due to the fact that they had you know we we had certain legal parameters in place in regard to the licensing and in regards to the geography. Uh, and, and of course, owning the business for close to 24 years and, and branding the business and marketing the business, the logo, the name, the colors, the standards, um, there was a lot, a lot of value tied up in, in that. Um, and I have to say, once again, one of the main things that I did was I got some assistance. I, I, I hired a, a banker and an investment advisor. And he uh, came to me uh, via a couple of friends of mine that have sold their businesses and had incredibly good um, experiences uh, with, with this advisor. And it was incredible to me when we sat down and started talking how many things I had not thought of and how many different ideas he had in terms of how to approach the sale of the business and how to approach this, you know, the specific buyer because we knew that the likelihood was that we would get the greatest value out of uh, the parent company, if you want to call them that, but the licensor, which was Ned Stevens, headquartered in New Jersey. And they had already had several locations across the country in various states. So this was just another add-on for them. So it was an easy buy on their side. Uh, and of course, the, you know, the sticking point was always the valuation. So it was a very long, long road. Um, but having the assistance of a professional that's been down that road before, invaluable, incredible. Anyone who thinks they can go down the process alone without having that kind of professional guidance is only fooling themselves and most likely shortchanging themselves too, financially. So you 
had a successful sale, everything went well. And now you're in this very interesting, unique circumstance where some six months after the buyout and the company ran for well over 24 years, you were given the opportunity to come back and head up a niche division for them. Yes. Tell us about that. It's not Halloween. This is not a costume. This is uh, my uniform. Um, (laughs) And yes, I did. I did have the opportunity uh, about six months after I sold the business. They contacted me and asked me if I'd be interested in in uh, in a very, very as opposed to what I used to do, which was the wearer of all hats. This was a very narrow um, role with limited responsibilities. And it just so happens that this role was probably the most minimal part of my business when I owned it. And they were uh, acutely, keenly aware of the fact that because it was one of the smallest parts, it probably had one of the greatest opportunities for expansion and for growth. Uh, And together, uh, it took us a couple of months, but together we hammered out a roadmap as to how we would build um, this part of the business. So specifically, what they asked me for was um, to head up the division that is responsible for selling our services to homeowners associations, condos, co-ops, as well as multi-residential rental properties that are run by various property management companies or by the owners themselves. Um, because over the years, Ned Stevens really was modeled as a direct-to-homeowner, uh, direct-to-residential homeowner service. And um, oftentimes we miss the mark on, on selling to these uh, homeowners associations and these large, large multi-residential properties. So we came to uh, an agreement, and here I am. I'm about seven weeks into it, and um, it's going okay. It's, we're building, and we're making progress. Uh, we've got a number of, um, of proposals out there already. As you know, Ira, it's a seasonal business. So certain, certain services are not really uh, required or um, needed at, at certain times of the year, So, um, which kind of makes it good and bad. It gives you the time to work on it in the off-season, and then everybody wants it at the same time in-season. So it's, uh, it's got some excitement to it. There's definitely, you know, the ups and downs. Well, it's, it's certainly a phenomenal story and a phenomenal career that you've had in building what you've built. I certainly wish you all the luck in the world in your newest venture. Um, why don't you tell us and the listeners how they can get in touch with you? Uh, well, you can uh, give me a call uh, on my cell at any time, and that's, and that's the actual biggest benefit uh, that I can provide to any any uh, homeless associations or property management companies is that now you have someone to call and um, and it's me, the previous owner of the business for 24 years. Directly, you will deal with me and you can reach me at 631-404-7796 or by email, alan at nedstevens.com. Very simple. Thank you again for being with us. A pleasure to hear your story. And as I said a moment ago, I wish you all the luck, which you probably don't need because you run just a phenomenal operation and you're quite a businessman and a model. So thanks again for being here and uh, looking forward to seeing what's next 
and Alan, I guess we must be up to 3.0. Thank you very much, Ira. Thank you to you and to Let's Talk Podcast for having me today. I appreciate that very much. My first podcast under my belt. I'm looking for podcast number two, Ira. So okay. when I have something interesting to tell you, I'll we'll be back. Sounds Episode terrific. Two. All right. Good to see you. Be well, Ira. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Podcast with your host, Ira Warren. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. If you're interested in joining more than 23,000 members across the globe that count on their Vistage Peer Advisory Group to help them make better decisions, be better leaders, and get better results, then let's talk. As always, you can head over to irawarren.com to sign up to our email list, get more information on joining my Vistage Peer Advisory Group, as well as check out all the links and resources in the